it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We are very lucky today to have a, a very knowledgeable guest. Uh, General Paul Vallely is a former deputy commander of Pacific Command, a Vietnam veteran, and uh, a Fox News contributor. And we wanted to get his opinion on what's happening in Ukraine. We've been focusing on the ground war there. And General, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Thank you. So, um, you know, we, we've got uh, armor coming down from the north in Belarus. We've got armor coming from the west or the east in Donbass, and we've got you know amphibious landings in the south. But they seem to be stalled, and the air force seems to be very ineffective in the theater. I mean, wh what are your thoughts as to what's happening on the ground? Well, as I look at it as of today, what are we in uh, day ten? I think. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, uh, I look at the south. Uh, Black Sea operations seem to be going better than any. Uh, mm -hmm. They haven't seized Odessa yet, from as, as far as I know. Uh, coming from the uh, east to the west through Donbass and Donetsk, uh, mm -hmm. that seems to be moving forward. What they're bogged down is the uh, the 40 mile convoy, uh, which would be east of uh, Kiev, uh, has been down. I think what almost four days now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, their timetable, I'm sure Putin is on edge right now, and he's pretty dissatisfied with the planning uh, of his generals. And you never overextend uh, your supply line. Uh, if you look back at World War II, Barbarossa, when uh, Hitler overextended uh, his supply line going towards Russia. So you always have to have that logistical tail, being able to provide petrol, uh, food, ammunition, other supplies to keep that convoy going. And you don't line a convoy up uh, for this period of time. There will be targets of the Ukrainian Special Ops Forces who will be using mm -hmm. stickers and other weapons to disable the vehicles. You're a sitting target there. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't see any general that's trained that would allow his forces to sit there for this long a time being a target. And they're fortunate that uh, Ukrainians don't have a, uh, an Air Force air superiority capability over that area mm -hmm. where they can obliterate that entire column. So uh, the, uh, the tactics, uh, I mean, uh, it's just uh, I can't believe that the general staff of, of Russia would allow this to happen like this. And I understand that the uh, casualties are mounting. I don't know the exact numbers. Some say 5,000, some say seven, some say 10. Lots of injuries, mm -hmm. uh, lots of vehicles are damaged. But, uh, and the only out, outreach is, is from Poland. Yeah. The only supply line that's working now uh, going uh, west to east and refugees coming back out into Poland. Now uh, Zelensky uh, continues to ask for a no-fly zone. 
Um, and evidently Poland and others have offered some aircraft that can be flown by the Ukrainian Air Force pilots mm -hmm. uh, to use. And I'm not sure what that is right now. But yeah. uh, the nuclear forces are, are on a high alert. And if you push Putin too hard, you do a, a no-fly zone and there's an engagement up there of NATO forces uh, versus Russian forces, then he will probably launch his tactical nuclear weapons. I wouldn't doubt it at all. What do you think a target of that would be? Would it be NATO bases? Would it be Brussels? Or, you know, what, what do you think might be a tactical target in that theater? No, I think it would only be in Ukraine. I don't think he'll okay. reach, uh, reach beyond Poland. I, I don't think he will. He'll look at some strategic logistical bases, perhaps where there's a concentration of Ukrainian uh, infantry and armor, uh, mm -hmm. and take those out with, this, with mm -hmm. a low-yield, low-burst uh, tactical nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. As far as the Air Force is concerned, you know, I'm a former Air Force guy, and everybody is uh, just baffled. They have overwhelming uh, superiority in aircraft, uh, but mm -hmm. they're not using them. And uh, they're taking heavy losses on the ground. Uh, at last count, over 30 aircraft have been shot down, including several very expensive, you know, SU-34s and that type of thing. So um, what are your thoughts on that? What, why is he not using the tools at his disposal? I don't understand it. If you're mm -hmm. going to do a joint force attack using ground, air, and sea, you've got mm -hmm. to have that all coordinated. And you have to have air superiority today if you're going to move those ground forces in, your armor right. and your infantry. And if you don't have air superiority to take out missile sites, communication sites, uh, dense uh, populated soldier uh, uh, locations, uh, whether they're in garrison or whether they're encamped out into the woods or whatever. Mm -hmm. But your mm -hmm. satellites, your drones can give you all that information today. I yeah. don't see a lot of drone activity. Do you? No, I have not. I've seen some, but not a lot. That, they've shot down a few Russian drones that I know of. Yeah, I'd be having those drones overhead and ahead of that convoy looking to see where the enemy, well, in the in the eyes of Russia, the enemy forces. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the, you know, Russia has a conscript army and then they have a, uh, you know, a contract army. Do you think they're using their best soldiers here? Because there's a lot of reports of conscripts being flown in, not even knowing they're not still on an exercise in Belarus. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any information there? Uh, I do. I have information that they did bring some reserve forces from the uh, eastern region of Russia and mm -hmm. also uh, were bringing in these uh, Chesnian battalions mm -hmm. uh, and companies uh, from mm -hmm. Chesnia who are evidently very brutal fight fighters. Um, the other question is, Todd, what happens to the Svetnaz, their special mm -hmm. forces? What are they doing behind the lines? We haven't yeah. seen much of that. Uh, or heard about it at all. But, but when you take a combined joint uh, task force and put it together again of special ops, uh, infantry, armor, air, naval, uh, it's, it's like an orchestra. You've got to make sure as a conductor or as a commander that those are all coordinated. And then you do it on a time basis. Right. All on a time basis, D1, D2, D3, D4, that, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening in that, that way over there thus far in 10 days. It's, it's a think, mystery. Yeah, it is a mystery. Uh, I had heard that uh, they were using light infantry tactics instead of heavy air power in the, in the beginning, maybe trying to limit civilian casualties. I don't know, but it didn't work out that well for them. Uh, right. 
what what about uh, do you think Poland or should get involved providing aircraft to in my opinion is this isn't our fight and this is a, a, a near abroad Russian sphere of influence fight but what what's your opinion well it's, again as soon as you commit the aircraft from a NATO nation mm -hmm. okay into Ukraine it takes it up a whole different level mm -hmm. you have to be prepared for that just like if you were going to declare a no-go or no-fly zone right you be able to enforce that no-fly zone or it doesn't mean anything but then you've ele elevated that war. Yeah. There, now you get up in the higher area, which could be nuclear. Uh, and uh, we don't want to go that route. We don't want right. to go that route. Now, if Trump was in charge, this would have not happened. He would have met with Putin. They would have worked it out. They would have declared Ukraine neutral. Keep it that way. We're not going to force NATO onto it. You'll have mm -hmm. your buffer zone. It'll be done. Putin would not have it. It was five years ago today, Todd, when I was in Moscow, I set up the first mm -hmm. meeting between Putin, uh, mm. and that was March of 2017 in Moscow. I was over there speaking at a Middle East conference. Uh, so, um, I mean, I, I cracked back over five years ago. And uh, But here, here's all, the other thing that's happened, the dynamics of this. We pissed off Putin so badly because we over five years since the election of Trump, we blamed everything on Russia. The Russian yeah. hoax, it was, it was all fraud. Yes. So the yes. word I got back through my channels was Putin wanted to meet with Trump again and work a lot of things out. But it didn't hmm. happen. didn't happen. The negative press, uh, Congress, uh, these uh, shill, the, these uh, false uh, impeachment, right. you know, all of that. And so I think you push Putin to the, to the, to all, to the end of what he said, I'm not going to take it anymore. And you're not going to push NATO into Ukraine and I'm going to do something about it. And I think that's really the bottom yeah. line. Do you think uh, from a uh, deterrence standpoint for Russia that this weak showing of their military will weaken their deterrence uh, or the, the thought of what their capabilities are strategically or, ta or you know, more, I guess, conventional warfare, obviously their nuclear forces are a, a much bigger. But what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, they're going to learn a lot. You know, it's mm -hmm. uh, what you're going to learn uh, uh, from a mission analysis. What did we plan? How did mm -hmm. how did it work? How did we execute it? Did we have the right command structure? Did we have the right forces structured accordingly to mm -hmm. fit into the plan? When you're going to go on basically a three-prong uh, direction from the north, from the east, and from the south, right? You see, again, they have to be a, a great commander. Uh, Patton would never let that happen. I'll guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so and some of the what, what? I, I was trained by were World War II guys. I'm not sure about sure. our four-star four admirals and generals today. They're, they've gone woke on us. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, before we close here, what, what are your, we, we have some big problems in the military and I've been pretty vocal myself that a lot of these people that are pushing this Marxism into the DOD have to yeah. be held accountable. And, uh, you know, there needs to be court martials. I mean, these people are not, they're not working for this country, in my opinion. What are your thoughts about that? They should be court martialed, especially Millie and some of the four stars for what happened in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Completely. And they knew Biden was a puppet. He was being used. A puppet from Obama who was really running things. 
and then Obama's yeah. puppet to the global cabal, the Great Reset, yeah. uh, the global shadow government, as we call it. And it's real. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah, I know. And so, uh, you know, when General Milley says, well, I'm white, and I want to I want to find out about this white rage. <laughs> and I've said the only white rage I saw was General Milley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there's no exactly. white rage. It's all false. But uh, we don't have confidence in our four-star generals and admirals. We may have to peel off the, the top uh, 10 or 20% of these senior generals and admirals to get to some uh, warriors that we may have down there in the one or two-star ranks. Is that doable, General Valley? I mean, is it doable from a legal standpoint or, or UCMJ? Sure. Or, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, World War II, General Marshall, uh, uh, he chopped off about a hundred plus uh, senior officers, World War II. And of course, mm. Obama, he purged about 120 senior officers out that wouldn't yeah. follow what Obama wanted with that philosophy. Yeah. Change America forever. Right? Right. So uh, sometimes, uh, just like a corporation, you got to take the top off. You got to bring up, uh, particularly uh, in the armed forces, warriors, as we call them. Yes. Completely. Those how do we, how do we uh, fix the service academies? Last question. Well, I had a radio show this morning. I talked to uh, General Rod Bishop uh, mm -hmm. about the Air Force, Air Force Academy, and then uh, Colonel Pat Heeman, uh, who's going to make a stand at the 60th reunion at West Point here uh, mm -hmm. shortly, uh, and uh, demand that they uh, admit that they're teaching critical race theory, which Gordon Austin, Secretary of Defense, said, no, we're not doing that. Well, they are right. doing it. We've right. had cadets and midshipmen who admitted, said, yeah, we're being forced at that. And we're being forced with uh, vaccines uh, and uh, boosters. And mm -hmm. so uh, that's going on in the ranks, uh, just as it is outside of the academies. But this is serious business, what's going on. Uh, we yeah. should be focusing in the academies on strategy, tactics, understanding what's going on in the world uh, and uh, how, we, how we defeat those threats or counter those threats to America and really guard America. This yeah. Precious country, our children and all that. That's not happening now. I completely agree. Well, General, thank you for your time. I want to have you back on down the road, but uh, really appreciate your insights on Ukraine. Thank you again. Okay, Todd.